Welcome to On The Couch with James Field and Ian Harris. It's episode 106 for the 23rd of April, 2009. How are you, James? I'm very well, Ian. How's uh, life treating you? You've got lucky in Vegas? Uh, didn't do too badly a few times and then did really badly a few times, so... <laughs> so... On average. But you only remember the good times. That's the, uh, that's <laughs> yes, the Vegas experience. exactly. So, I'm here at uh, NAB in uh, sunny Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And, uh, no, I'm not. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't envy you much at all, I must say. Um, so, here we are on the couch episode 106 um where we talk about kind of digital media kind of stuff don't we with um themes like um business technology content delivery what else in and we always try and cover a bit about what's happening in the the mobile world especially in terms of technology and uh communication and uh tv and also gaming gaming and uh any other crazy things yeah, and if you've got any suggestions, you send them to us at feedback at onthecouchpodcast.com. We always love to hear from you. Indeed. Whether it's a problem downloading the podcast or something we've said which is deliberately bogus, or you want to give us a big <laughs> prize or sponsorship, which we'll do. That'd be great. Yeah, so um, as you're in Vegas, what's, uh, what are you doing there? You're not just there for the gambling, are you? What's it all about? No, no, in fact, uh, busy talking to customers and seeing what's going on in the world of uh, the National Association of Broadcasters show. Um, which is a big convention here at the uh, Las Vegas Convention Center. And that's principally targeting kind of, is it equipment makers? Is it making, is it cameras and stuff or what's the... the Yeah, uh, I did actually get lost at one point and stumble into an entire floor full of um, camera tripods. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That must have been fun. uh, You'd be amazed what sort of things you can stick cameras on. It's incredible. (laughs) (laughs) Are you sure you win the right show? (laughs) I I Um, think so. But... uh, (laughs) Very good. So, and, and I mean, I've been sort of listening to it from afar. Obviously, people are saying the numbers are down. Um, there was the keynote from some guy from B Sky B mm-hmm. who was talking about 3D. Um, is that a theme? Yeah, yeah, I think I think you're probably right. Actually, the I mean, there's all the usual kind of stuff there, but uh, I mean, I'm always, I'm always on the lookout for, for what's happening that's new and exciting. And it seems that uh, 3D is is definitely the area where people are focusing on, at least in terms of adding uh, 3D capabilities to cameras, to workflow, to storage, mm-hmm. to... Um, I guess everyone's already gone digital already in, in the States, right? Because most of, most of the programming is terrestrial or, or was, I guess, mm-hmm. digital. So they've all gone HD, they've all gone digital. So what's next? And it's Yeah, exactly. Good. And I think, um, I mean, there's, a, there's been a, a few examples of uh, people doing stuff with the, the RED camera, uh, which uh-huh, is a, yeah. a 4K camera, which has obviously got a lot more pixels than even the normal HD. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're even talking now about two other uh, red camera siblings, I guess you'd say. One that's, uh, yeah, one that's, purple cam or something, isn't it? <laughs> one that's got uh, 3K and one that's a 5K camera. So that's competing very well with film at that point um, mm. compared with... Uh, well, I mean, can it ever really compete with film? Because I guess... You can go, if you go IMAX films, they're massive, aren't they? Like 90 millimeter. True. I don't think you'd ever quite yeah. get to that point, but... Uh, yeah, but those cameras close. are pretty huge too. So that's the uh, the benefit of digital, I guess. They're more portable, more rugged. That's true. So yeah, I think 3D is the kind of uh, theme of the show in terms of new innovation, uh, which 
you know, there's, there's a lot of stuff you need to do all the way through the workflow to, uh, to be able to do 3D well, not just the camera, but being able to process it, edit it, um, do 3D effects in 3D, because, you know, there's been obviously um, the ability to do 3D graphics for a while, but yeah. uh, 3D graphics in 3D is another kind of twist uh, in that. Yeah, or twice. Yeah, well, that's cool. I mean, hopefully we'll see some of that. Have you seen any demos that have really kind of floated your boat, or have you been sort of tied to your... Uh Inside to my stand, yeah. But I uh, did see a few good 3D demos. One with, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen this one, it's got um, polar bears sliding down some sort of ice thing. That's and normally what they do. They do that quite well. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so yeah, it's in a few good demos, but uh, I think, mm-hmm. uh, and a few a few more TVs where you don't actually need glasses, but again, they're a bit, they, they just seem Fuzzy. a bit disconcerting. <laughs> <laughs> I think the glasses are the way to go. Cool, cool glasses and... Um, Twenty percent of the world's population wears glasses anyway, or something, don't they? Or, or what if they? Oh, get really? Blinded? Well, there you yeah. go. Yeah, so it's not a big, not a big weirdy thing. Um, so um, let's look out for anything new there. Uh, I think other big business news, I guess, is um, Oracle have uh, bought Sun. Yeah, this I think is... IBM passed on the opportunity. Yeah, Oracle have nipped in there. So uh, I think it's some, that's that's uh, it's, uh, it's amazing change in the industry that. Uh, mm. So what does this mean, do you think, James? Like, uh, that gets, gives Oracle control of Java. Java, I mean, I guess there's the, I think, is it MySQL, the database stuff that Sun had? Mm. I mean, is that, where does that sit with Oracle, obviously, yeah. a major proprietary database company? Um, although I don't know if they were already supporting it or doing something there anyway. It, it seems a bit, um, a bit different. Um, mm. I think Sun are more um, kind of network computing, aren't they? I mean, they're more... Mm-hmm. I always remark and I admire Sun for their kind of bizarre kind of macro marketing techniques where they just say, let's support the industry um, <laughs> and, you know, let's encourage internet entrepreneurs just generally because mm. a percentage of them will choose Sun products. Mm. So that's good. What's good for the industry is good for Sun. Mm. Um, and I guess to some extent, Oracle's the same. Um, but they don't tend to do much direct marketing. People know Oracle if you're a business, but they're, mm. they're not really a it's not somewhere you'd go if you were going to start a new web startup. So maybe that would help Oracle get into that space. Although uh, I was, it's, it's, um, was uh, quietly amused that the, there's an ad on the front page of the Wall Street Journal this morning uh, mm-hmm. that I saw at breakfast that had uh, uh, run Oracle 10 times faster and it's on HP hardware. So <laughs> I guess the marketing <laughs> hasn't caught up yet. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, it's just... Uh, these things happen. I guess maybe the the price is pretty cheap. Um, also, happens. I mean, I haven't really got much to say. I suppose. What about yourself? What do you think the big? Uh, yeah, I think other, uh, than, other than job cuts for Sun. <laughs> well, I guess it gives Oracle the chance to get into into more software, uh, more middleware, more delivery of um, presumably that the link between database and uh, end user applications. On, you know, because it's something like 70% of, 78%, I think it was, of mobile phones run some sort of Java version. Um, yeah. Uh, and so on. So it gives, uh, it gives, uh, a, a, I don't know really what I'm saying here. <laughs> it's hard <laughs> to say. It's, 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 we move on. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I did see some comments from uh, uh, Microsoft's Balmer, Balmer, what's his name? Steve Balmer. Steve Balmer, that's right. Saying, yeah. Have uh, you been on an all night 24 hour drinking session? <laughs> <laughs> Not yeah, quite. You just said you had breakfast. Yeah, yeah I've had breakfast. Take more, take more caffeine. Indeed. There we go. Um, what does Steve Ballmer say? Uh, so Steve Ballmer was saying that uh, he's a bit surprised by the whole thing and doesn't really quite know what to make of it yet. So uh, 
if he's a bit surprised by about by it, uh, then I guess we're allowed to be too. <laughs> and no one, no one's quite sure what's going. On. Anyway, um, other news, uh, which I thought was after la- last week's uh, episode one hundred and five, when we talked a little bit about advertising, um, mm-hmm. TiVo have decided that uh, they've got lots of juicy advertising data for people in the US um, with their 4 million users because pretty much all of those boxes are connected to the TiVo nerve center to get their EPG data and stuff like that. Uh, and so they say they know what people have been watching and what they've been doing, um, you know, close to 3 million of them. Mm. And they're willing to uh, sort of broker that and compete with Nielsen. Um, yeah, which- so I think this is an interesting proposition. It gives... TiVo, another business, another uh, business opportunity to use the data that they already have and uh, compete in an industry that Nielsen's really had a stranglehold on for for decades. Well, but then I mean, this is bizarre because TiVo is already selling advertising, um, mm-hmm. and typically, if you're selling advertising, you've got to have someone who's a trusted third party to verify your figures. Right. Unless you Google, of course, when you just say, "Oh, no problem. This is what you're going to get in. <laughs> Buy the mm-hmm. ads from me, and I'll sell them to you." This is. You know, um, so in TV, you have like the Nielsen's perform this sort of um, independent arbiter role. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess TV, I spoke to someone who did advertising at TV at CES actually, and they were saying, oh yeah, they just do the deals on a kind of a case-by-case basis. Um, right. And they, they'll share the data with those advertisers because it is a bit more like the web. Yeah, it is actually. I mean, they have a direct um, connection, don't they? So Yeah. That's what they say. But I mean, equally, they're saying, well, actually, people who are TVs, they're all geeks who've got TVs or... You know, they're very much skewed in certain demographic and geographic mm. um, groups. So, but still, that's going to appeal to some people. So, you know, mm. I mean, obviously, I think the article also talks about how they're going down the drain. And this is, is this to the sort of are they waving or drowning? <laughs> but uh, maybe I'm biased. Who knows? Um, what else is going on? Well, we have Adobe looking to get their Flash engine onto TVs. But that's been going on for ages. I mean, well, that's what I thought, actually. I mean, they've, they've, I guess they've made a bit of a press kind of exposition here at, uh, at NAB, uh, mm-hmm. and they're looking to actually put it on... Now, this is on TVs, though, not on just set-top boxes. I know they've got a few set-top right. boxes with Flash in it, yeah. um, but they're looking to actually have um, uh, Adobe Flash as a kind of TV platform available on mm-hmm. televisions. So they reckon they've got 40% of the cell phone market, they've got 98% of all computers... 80% of web videos are using it, and so the next step is to actually get it uh, into into TVs. Right. And that way it allows you to do all the things that YouTube is doing. And as well as widgets. We're here. As well as random yeah. widgets that, uh, yeah, well. I mean, we, I mean, I've seen TVs showing. I mean, but a TV displaying it is one thing. I guess it's when it's embedded in the TV, and I think, you know, I'm, I'm all for that as TVs get exactly. anything that ups the, uh, the user experience on a TV because most of them have the, you know, the shittiest user interface in the world. Um, you know, you buy your, you know, when you, you upgrade from your 29-inch CRT, which is about time you did it in, um, you know, you're mm-hmm. not going to have much of a choice on the user interface side. Not today. Nope. And uh, so, I mean, you can do some great, great graphics in Flash. So mm-hmm. that'll be fantastic. And I think the good thing about Flash is you've got the whole workflow because the guys who, you know, the ponytail designers, <laughs> yep. they, can, they can create something and it just appears on the end device. You don't have to mm. get involved in coding. They just, it's all done in the, the content creation tools. So exactly. I think that's the big, the big plus from a Flash environment over something like Silverlight and things like that who are really trying to appeal to the coders. Mm. So mm. you code, you can make great apps and, you know, 
maybe you can, but it's a lot easier if mm. you can design. That's uh, that's interesting distinction. Um, I don't. I haven't seen any sort of Photoshop to uh, to Silverlight adapters. I'm sure they exist, but uh, <laughs> maybe they'll uh, they'll happen. That's true. Um, so, uh, what else is happening in the content delivery world? Um, I guess it's got a lot of going on in HD delivery. Amazon's knocking out HD deliveries. Um, Apple, Apple's been doing mm-hmm. it for a while, and uh, even BBC in the UK have been chucking out the um, HD now, with lots of uh, people saying, hang on, this is going to kill your internet bill, which it probably will. And even in the US, <laughs> they're, they're talking about... Uh, they were talking about capping, weren't they? Um Mm. Comcast or something, but maybe they've stopped now. Yeah, there's a, there's a few of them. I think Time Warner and Comcast and a, a few others are looking at some sort of cap on uh, mm. on internet data because uh, once you start downloading uh, HD content, it does tend to chew it up pretty quickly. It certainly does. And you're talking, you know, a couple of gigs for half an hour. So if you say, oh, yep. the example in the show notes here, which uh, we put together, is, you know, Heroes. If you go for, oh, I'll, have, uh, I'll catch up all those Heroes. I'll buy the series, season pass. <laughs> That's like 20 episodes in HD, 45, 50 minutes a pop. That's um, yep. That's your 250 gigs gone. Yep, very much so, very quickly. Um, so, you know, wait and see. I'm sure they'll just throttle a little bit. <laughs> but uh, you've also got a few stories here on Blu-ray. Yeah, which... Uh, um, What's the story there? Well, I think the, the cool thing about Blu-ray is, or the thing that's getting better is more the prices are dropping. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's an article here where the Blu-ray Disc Association, and there's you know obviously you have to join the club to use the mark and stuff. They're aiming mm-hmm. to get the players down to ninety-nine dollars. Um, I guess they're not going to be the um, bonus view players, which can decode two string two streams at the same time, and not yeah. the live ones, which are connected and have to have you know certain playback requirements and a full bdj stack um mm-hmm. but 99 bucks is um pretty good um i, I think i'd buy one for, for 99 dollars. <laughs> you can't speak can you today you've lost it um, <laughs> no i'm struggling and i guess the chinese manufacturers want to sell something um yeah i mean this this is where the price needs to be for blu-ray to become mainstream but by the same token i think i don't think it's the same as when we had dvd players hit that 99 dollar price point because there's just so many other ways of getting content these days that are not uh, don't revolve around you having some physical device indeed, indeed. so everything from xboxes to uh, tivos you can actually and apple tvs you can download content now so I don't think uh, I think you need to get to that price point for Blu-ray to be substantial, but I just don't think it's going to have uh, the same impact as when DVD players went that way. The argument I think that someone's saying here: if you put like a 1080i feed next to a 720p feed, a lot of people can't tell the difference, and it yeah. depends on the, the type of content and obviously sure. the encoding quality and these kinds of things. So people aren't necessarily going to see a big difference. But you know, I was mm. the example in the article here is you know watching Wall-E on a 1080p HDTV very good very immersive you know it's like like being in the cinema um with the sound mm-hmm. and all the other bits and pieces as well mm-hmm. i mean i think watching hd on your on your laptop isn't going to quite cut the same as watching it on a blue <laughs> uh, no you know, if you can get an hd movie downloaded because it can take a lot it can take a while um indeed that's true so that's one thing the other thing I, I, do you like lord of the rings do you like all that kind of stuff yeah i don't mind the old lord of the rings yeah. um that's one of the things that everyone's been waiting for on Blu-ray. You know, when's it coming out? When's it coming out? Because um, it's obviously a classic one for watching in Blu-ray uh, because it's, you know, 
very uh, atmospheric, classic movie, all this kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And mm-hmm. apparently Amazon in the US, certainly not in the UK, have announced that it's available, uh, the box set will be available, but all the... Um, you have Trekkies, don't you, in the case of um, kind of Star Trek. Do, do you have ringers if they're... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. What are the guys who like Lord I of the Rings? I don't think so, but anyway. They, are they just straight goths or something? I don't know. Um, or emos or something. Anyway, you have... Um, these guys have said, oh, they're complaining that these are only the theatrical releases. And, you know, I didn't... I'm obviously mm-hmm. not a ringer because I didn't know there were other releases. <laughs> but there are apparently right. like director's cuts of the other ones where they... Um, ah, that's right. Where the, the actual movies go for six hours or yeah, something because, because they, they actually included all the content. Every single scene in the book. They, you know, I guess <laughs> oh, wow, Peter Jackson okay. must have filmed the whole the whole lot, but obviously they realised that as uh, <laughs> <laughs> no one can sit in a cinema for well, six hours. I mean, it just doesn't happen. Is it, uh, the perfect length of a movie is dictated by the human bladder, so you've got to sort of work out how, <laughs> how that kind of works out. Six hours. Yeah. There aren't many people who can drink a quart of coke and sit there for six hours. So um, yep. That's um, that's that thing going on. So you know, but I think that's cool. I know my neighbour is a complete. Uh, he's a ringer. So he mm-hmm. has to watch that, breaking down the door of my <laughs> cinema when that comes out. Um, <laughs> the other weirdo thing, which is not necessarily weirdo, I suppose, uh, is that mm-hmm. Warner Brothers, Warner Home Video in the states, are doing a sort mm-hmm. of trade-in deal for HD DVDs. Which you know, HD DVDs? Now there was a format. Where, where was that? I, I mean, remember the now, format was. It died officially in what February. 2008 so yeah it wasn't that long ago but it seems like it never existed so 14 months ago so basically they're doing this kind of red to blue promotion where you can trade in up to 25 um, titles and swap for Mm -hmm. uh, HD DVD to Blu-ray and you can keep the disc you just have to send in the original sort of sleeve that came with it Um, right and it's obviously oh, cool. only available to people in the US before anyone goes, hey, <laughs> I bought my Xbox 360 HD DVD drive. Um, oh, yes, I remember. So that's, hmm, uh, well, that's good. I think you know, it shows willing, but it seems a bit weird, I suppose. But uh, mm. good over. Yeah, good like it's a, uh, uh, To be honest, it's really interesting. I, I, I looked at HD DVD and went, what's that again? It's, it's just <laughs> so dropped off the radar from yeah. uh, being in that, you know, the whole format wars. Mm. Mm. I've actually got a, a book Very on cool. um, HD DVD and Blu-ray, but obviously you know, I'm sure they're selling it 50% off at uh, Amazon now. <laughs> Did you expect? Probably is. Um, so on, now we've obviously got no couch will be complete without mentioning Apple or the iPhone. Have you switched yours into mm-hmm. non-roaming mode now you're in the US of A or is it? Oh no, I'm slipping down that international data rates like fantastic. <laughs> You're making AT and T or whoever it is. Exactly, that's that's my purpose in life. Mm. Uh, we've got uh, Apple saying that this. Yeah, I think they're, they're saying this week it's going to cross the one billion applications downloaded for the iPhone mark. Wow, that's uh, quite a lot of applications. Oh, I always download the old application, um, but they're giving away a $10,000 iTunes gift card, a MacBook Pro, a, an iPod Touch, and a time capsule to the person that crosses the line. So it must be getting pretty close to it. Is it you have to buy one, or is it a free one as well? Uh, it doesn't specify. Oh, it's an entry, I mean, it so must it's be. just a lucky dip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and there's an online so, entry uh, thing for anyone who's really desperate to have a chance, of <laughs> a one in a billion chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's true. I suggest you stick to, to uh, roulette a bit more lucky. Yeah, yeah I don't know. <laughs> roulette was not my game. Uh, but they're averaging about 5.1 million downloads a day. That's quite incredible. Um, 
So they've clearly created a you know an entire ecosystem there that that people people really enjoy using. That's and I, I saw something about AT and T reported they sold I think maybe just under four million in the first quarter of um, this year iPhones. So of iPhones, wow. Like it is uh, it is very ubiquitous. I was just thinking today about how my old two and a half G one, whether I could you know trade up when the uh, the new one comes out. Hopefully, touch wood. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're saying they're saying June is the next one. Is that right? Hopefully, hopefully. When bigger battery, bigger, better, faster, more. Slide out keyboard. I wish. Actually, I just <laughs> wish mine the my touch screen's a bit broken. So, but uh, mm. if you're buying it on eBay, obviously I'll disclose that. Um, <laughs> brilliant iPhone app. I haven't really had much of a play with the old uh, any new apps recently. Have I amazed or astounded anyone? I don't think so. Just uh, nope. normal iPhoneing, as you do. Um, gaming news? Any? Uh, well, we have an interesting story here from uh, a, a company called, uh, a publisher for, called Stardock, who have released a game called Demigod. Fantastic. And uh, they, um, they're kind of popular with gamers because they've tried to avoid DRM on their actual games mm-hmm. with the idea that, uh, I mean, their theory is pirates will do what pirates do and, and people who actually legitimately buy the game get annoyed by DRM, so why should they do stuff specifically for the mm-hmm. pirates uh, and, and the interesting thing here is they've just launched this game mm-hmm. and within uh, the first few days of the actual game coming on uh, being able to be sold uh, first of all one of the, the, the distributors GameStop actually broke the, um, the release date and, and started selling it early but that aside <laughs> it was immediately pirated uh, and the, the trouble that, uh, that Stardock have had is that uh, there's an online portion of the game and their servers are all set up and obviously they know exactly how many games they've sold. Right. Uh, and they had 18,000 legitimate collect- connections to their servers, but they had another 100,000 illegitimate connections <laughs> to their servers. That's so a real hard fast measurement of um, you know, what's, what's been going on in the piracy stuff. This was presumably before the, um, the Pirate Bay was taken down, which I guess is the other news that we haven't really talked about. <laughs> um, that's... So, uh, I mean, it's, it just shows you that uh, piracy is actually hurting them in very real, very, you know, concrete ways. Mm. Not just in terms of lost revenue, but actually in terms of uh, having servers to handle the piracy as well as as well as well the legitimate connections. So, pi- the pirate bay's gone down? Apparently, it's been taken down. They've, you know, banged up a few of the guys in it, and um, it's gone off the air. I don't know if it'll be back, but yeah, they've just, um, maybe the pirate bay is gone. So they, I mean, they got locked up for a year, didn't they? They're going to appeal, though. Yeah, it's whether the service will live on. I guess that's the that's the thing. But um, but I mean, it shows how that really does hit people where it hurts. And and if you're doing if your whole game experience is an online experience, then pirates the whole lot. I mean, mm, mm. <laughs> but this guy, I guess, is having to use his own hat, isn't he? Really, because he says, "Oh, ignore piracy." Um, yeah, but he <laughs> can't ignore piracy. <laughs> um, yep. So that's a bit... Um, piracy isn't the primary issue. That's all I... Now, you had a story here, James. Now, I've put it in our other section, so... <laughs> well, that's I mean, okay. being a bit of a green, greenie meanie, um, this week was uh-huh. Earth Day. Um, in fact, yesterday was mm-hmm. Earth Day, um, 22nd. And I thought this was quite amusing that, um, that you know, every company comes out with some kind of green... or mm-hmm. a green wash. And in this case, it's very much... It's more green chill, I think, would probably be the, the way... It's um, Hitachi uh-huh. in um, Japan um, mm-hmm. was has been selling quite a few uh, 
like 150,000 what they've built as eco-fridges, refrigerators for those. Right. That, that's great. That's a, that's a good thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and they're saying that they're made of, um, they're, they're reducing CO2 emissions uh, by making them out of recycled mm-hmm. materials and the production process. Fantastic. Made out of all this recycled things. And apparently they, uh, they're not. They're just normal fridges. Um, oh, no. So they're actually lying about their eco yeah. qualities. Oh, no. So, um, <laughs> that, um, I guess you, you really don't know, do you? Well, you've got to. Uh, it's trusted I mean, brands, haven't, isn't it? I mean, I don't know if that's hit them. How, how many people actually go and measure the, you know, the power usage of their devices? And, and I mean, even then, you can't really comment on the manufacturing exactly. process, it's can you? It's difficult to do manufacturing. I mean, I, I, I was doing a bit of gardening the other day, as you do, and it even says on the sort of soil you buy in the bag, it says, you know, so much carbon dioxide per litre. You're thinking, how do you, how do you know? <laughs> you know, they're. That's a good I mean, point. I would expect it would cost them more to pay a consultant to work that out than they'd actually make selling this stuff. So, <laughs> That's probably true. Yes, how much do you reckon it'll be? Mm, more than this, less than that. Ah, whack it on there, you know. Yep. Um, but uh, mm. I, I'd just be wary about all this this eco stuff. Look at the credentials, measure it all up, see what's yeah. going on. Is there, I guess there's not much eco talk at NAB. Well, you know, on Earth Day, Las Vegas did actually switch all its lights off um, in recognition of that. Not. It's funny. This. I mean, the Vegas is a very bad uh, example of eco-friendliness. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's so much energy. Eco-friendly places, are they? I mean, <laughs> nope, not at all. Uh, and it, it actually hasn't been a theme, to be honest. I, I haven't seen a lot of um, uh, eco cameras, eco uh, software, it's eco. It's not a show, is it? So, nope. um, no. But I think that's interesting. It's uh, because you know, as you as you say, like consumers are interested in uh, the kind of green uh, qualities of of products, but businesses not so much. um, I think Dish Network in the US launched a new kind of what they call the Earth Channel, where they apparently one of their latest satellites Mm -hmm. has got a camera on it that looks at the Earth, and that's it. That's their channel is just a, a live view of the Earth. That's cool. I guess you can check it yeah, still there. Yeah, geostationary position. You can say, yeah, I'm still here. Great, <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. That sounds so, cool. Um, yeah, you can, you, can, you can change channel to see if it's nighttime. Oh, it's dark, Ryan. Cool. <laughs> um, cool. So I think that's, that's quite epic. Uh, well, I guess that brings us to the end Very of cool. the Newsy Stories for, for this week. Indeed. For 106. Um, but, you know, if you've got any ideas out there, listener or two, uh, drop us a line feedback at onthecouchpodcast.com it would be great yeah, to hear from you for your comments and observation uh, so I guess that's probably goodbye from me until 107 uh, I know you're, you're off taking a little uh, breakdown under next weekend so we might be a week off but um, see how we go and catch you in 107 indeed okay have a safe journey in and thanks for listening everybody bye bye